You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, this is Lawrence Coletti, producer for Legal Talk Network. I'm here at Legal Tech West Coast Trade Show in the Westin Bonaventure Hotel in Los Angeles, California. I'm currently in our recording room with Mr. John Isaza. He is a partner with the Ramon PC Law Firm. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. So uh, I believe you're practicing in Orange County. Why don't you tell me just a little bit about your practice? Sure. I'm actually one of the pioneers of the field of information governance and records management as a practice of law. Uh, I've been doing this since around uh, the turn of the millennium. And prior to that, I was a trial lawyer and general counsel of a publicly traded medical device manufacturer. Um, on the side, I have a, um, a global uh, software company that uh, provides uh, records, retention, information governance research in over 135 different countries. Wow, interesting. So today you, uh, you're at Legal Tech, and I have you on the list here at speaking at three different events. So I understand that there's some relation between these three speaking events. Can you walk me through that? Sure. To walk you through the three different panels, they're kind of um, sequentially related. So the first panel is on information governance more than defensible disposition. So that happens to be the buzzword for 2014, defensible disposition, the idea of being able to delete big data uh, or some of your big data data so that your systems aren't so cluttered, um, and basically giving the listener the license to actually dispose of data as opposed to hoarding the data. Uh, The second one almost contradicts the first one, which is the three uh, R's, the risk, readiness, and revenue. And it's the revenue aspect that's, that's kind of interesting because along with this concept of defensible disposition, there's this concept of taking your data and turning it into an asset. And so many organizations are using um, data, and uh, we're trying to, the purpose of of this conference is to tell law firms that they can actually use their data as an asset. Many organizations are already actually selling their data um, as an asset, Uh, information that they collect, intelligence that they can collect on the habits of the consumer, uh, the habits of those that walk into Walmart or, or any other store. And that is incredibly valuable data that may not be worth as much to them, but could be worth uh, to more to a third party. So they're leveraging it as an asset. So the purpose of our presentation is how to take that and leverage it as an asset within a law firm as well. And then finally, the information governance, the, the last one on information governance is a big picture approach to information governance and what you need to do to develop your, your program within your organization and understand really the whole infrastructure of what information governance is all is all about. It's not just records management. It's not just data disposition. It's a lot more than that. And that's what uh, that third session will cover. Okay, okay. So now I heard three things there. I heard first is that there's a time and a place to get rid of data. And I've also heard that there's definitely a reason to keep data. And then the last one I hear, here's how you collect and manage data. Yes. Okay. So what kind of uh, data are you recommending that law firms purge themselves of? Oh, that's, a, that's a good question because it will really depend from one organization to the other. Uh, but there are, there are certain data that is very easily identifiable as non-record da- data. So rather than saying, what kind of data can you dispose of, why don't we take it backwards and say, what data must I keep? Okay. And the data you must keep will be the record. 
the official record. Everything else that's not considered a record, and a record being defined as the information that you need to document the business decisions of the organization and to meet your legal and regulatory requirements for retention purposes and other compliance requirements. So if you've got that aspect covered as far as what you need to retain as a record, then everything else is really a non-record or data that's more at your discretion to decide whether or not you want to dispose of it or not. So things that could be easily disposable would be things like uh, emails that are just transitory in nature. Are you going Are you going to the office party on the third floor? Uh, things like that. That's, that's just useless data, useless information that has a very temporary life cycle within the organization. You can, you can keep it no more than 90 days. Then there's a, a second bucket of information before it becomes a record, which would be work in progress. So that's where you give yourself a couple of years to decide whether or not you can keep that information as a, you need to keep that information as a record you haven't quite decided yet, or whether at the end of that two years you dispose of it, or you find out within those two years that maybe you need to keep it for purposes of collecting it as some sort of an asset of the organization. So briefly, can you tell us about the types of data or the, the data types or data sets that produce revenue? Most of the law firm data is going to be subject to the attorney-client privilege and very confidential. So I suspect that it's not going to be data of the law firm itself, but data that when they work with their clients, say they're representing Fortune 500 clients, that they're advising their clients on how to leverage the information as an asset. So, for example, if you're representing Target, you got to make sure that you talk to Target about what they're doing about uh, consumer behaviors. And, of course, all of this is shrouded with privacy concerns and data protection issues and all that. <clears throat> Very controversial. But there are literally organizations out there that make a living buying that data from organizations like a Target or a Walmart or a Best Buy as far as user behavior. Supermarkets, every time you go into the supermarket and you check out, uh, there's a, an identifier that says this is kind of stuff you, you, you like to buy. And so if you're constantly buying a certain kind of toothpaste, the toothpaste company might want to follow up with additional things that, that you might like in that, in that space. That's sort of that predictive coding type of thing uh, that's occurring in, the, in more advanced in, in terms of marketing. You were talking a little bit about uh, that third part, that third component with uh, the, the uh, information governance, so managing it and, and collecting it. So could you elaborate a little bit on the, the I guess, what, you, what, uh, what your panel will be talking about? What is the process that needs to be put into place to make sure that you're collecting this information that is valuable for your firm, but also getting rid of it? Is there, is there a process or a, a paradigm of thinking that goes into that? As a matter of fact, it's, uh, the principles are espoused by the ARMA International, the, actually the organization that's responsible for me being a presenter here today, and thank you to ARMA. Um, they've, they've created the uh, generally accepted record-keeping principles, and that's just a, a start. Uh, obviously, there's a lot more to cover because the information governance is a new frontier. But we use the principles as a start. And uh, just think of the acronym, a tip card. Okay. A stands for accountability. T stands for transparency. 
I stands for integrity. All of this as it relates to data, okay? So you got to make sure uh, the P stand, stands for protection of the data. C stands for compliance with regulatory requirements, privacy requirements, global requirements. The A stands for availability of the information, okay? The R stands for retention, and the D stands for disposition. So all those eight principles combine to really give you the foundation for a truly excellent information governance program. Well, I think that's a terrific takeaway for our listeners today and uh, people that uh, either were or were not in, uh, in attendance uh, during the conference. So thank you very much. If our listeners wanted to get a hold of you and learn a little bit more about what you talked about here at Legal Tech West Coast, how can they reach you? They can reach me at uh, john.isaza, I-S as in Sam, A-Z as in Zebra, A, at ramonlaw.com, R-I-M-O-N law.com, or uh, just call my cell. 949-632-3860. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate you coming on our show. Thank you for having me. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.